When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, there is sadly not a Sabres game for us to be talking about right now, as the Sabres-Blackhawks game was postponed due to the crazy snow we have been getting here in western New York. However, we do have one game that we can talk about, and that was the Sabres' 3 to nothing victory over the San Jose Sharks. On Monday, Casey Middlestad picked up a goal and two assists in this one, leading the way for the Sabres, who started this game off very rough. It was an ugly, ugly, ugly first period for the Sabres, who were then able to pull it together, scoring two goals in the second before capping things off with an empty netter in the third, scored by Jordan Greenway. Alex Tuck had the second goal for the Sabres on the power play with assists from Jack Quinn. Hmm, Jack Quinn, power play point, and Casey Middlestad. So, Taylor... Tell me what your thoughts were on the San Jose game. Well, well, not a great start, as you said. First period, a lot, you know what? A lot didn't happen in the first period. No goals, not that many shots, not very interesting. Kind of, it, it was starting to feel really bad. Like, oh my God, I'm going to do this against San Jose of all teams. Luckily, they steadfastly refused to take advantage of the Sabres' slow start. And the Sabres really played a really good two periods to put them away. Not a great two periods. San Jose has lost quite a few games this year, giving up seven, eight, nine, and even twice this year, giving up double-digit goals. So this isn't like a, a real beatdown on a team that doesn't get you know beaten down. Three nothing win over them is about the baseline, and the Sabers pulled it off. So that was that was good. It was good to see more good goaltending out of UPL. His last, uh, I would say, five game stretcher overall has been pretty good. And like we said last episode, he should be getting you know, like 60% of the starts at this point and starting when there isn't a back-to-back. Perfect opportunity for him to play again Thursday, having uh, 72 hours off between, more than 72 hours off between games. So, yeah, that was, I, overall, I don't think much of it. You kind of had to do that. Right. You had to beat San Jose by at least three, but it was nice to do that while getting a shutout. I agree. Yeah, this isn't one that we need to, you know, give the biggest pat on the back in the world or anything like that, because it is a game that you absolutely should win, as is the case for Thursday's game against the Blackhawks. And I agree with you that I think you go back to UPL, just continue to build that confidence with him. He's earned the right to get these back-to-back starts when it's not actually like the back-to-back games, like we're saying here in consecutive days. But he has earned it. He he has looked good over this recent stretch here. And if you can close off this 10-game stretch with uh, a couple of back-to-back wins heading into a big divisional game 
against Santos or against Tampa Bay, excuse me, on Saturday. I think that that's that's huge for the team moving forward to be able to you know find some hope and momentum to crawl out of the the basement of the playoff race right now. So as it stands, just to give an update, as of us recording this on Wednesday ahead of today's games, the Tampa Bay Lightning currently sit in that second wild card spot, making it all the more important that the Sabres pick up two points on Saturday with 49 points tied with Detroit, I might add too. Detroit and Tampa Bay both have 49 points right now in the first and second wild card spots. Followed by Pittsburgh, Washington, and the Islanders, who all have 48 points apiece. Then you have New Jersey with 47 points, the Canadians with 43 points, and the Sabres with 42 points. The Sabres have 42 points in 44 games. And just for contrast here, they have the same amount of games played as Tampa with that 44 games played with 49 points. So again, seven points out right now. Still have a lot of ground to carry up. Very, very precious couple of games coming up here. Again, against Chicago on Thursday, one that should seemingly be a layup, followed by a tough matchup against Tampa Bay that, again, is just about as much of a must-win, prove-it kind of game as the Sabres have had this season. So, Taylor, what are the big storylines for you, not really heading into the game against Chicago, but heading into this big divisional game against Tampa Bay with major, major playoff implications for the Sabres? You know, it's interesting. The 2015 Stanley Cup seems like a long time ago for one of these franchises. Maybe not so long for one of the other ones. Huh. But uh, I think th the same thing stands that we said about Chicago last week. You have to win. You should win by a lot. They're not just a bad team. They're a bad team missing every single one of their good players. They're missing their only interesting player in Connor Bedard. All these guys are out due to injury or for embarrassing themselves in front of the whole franchise. So that has to be another like three goal win. Otherwise you don't feel good about it. At the same time you go into Chicago with two straight three goal wins. You should be, you know, pretty pleased with that. That's it's good. You go in with a little confidence and momentum. I don't think Tampa. I think what I think is it's becoming clear that they're no longer the lightning that we uh, all feared for quite a few years. They had quite a long run. Mm -hmm. I know they're still good. They still have, all the guys you remember, like I mentioned from the 2015 Stanley Cup. And in fact, I, I think they have a, a good look at the playoffs still, but they're not a team that I think has really any chance at getting up to the level where, God, in the Atlantic, it's so weird. So I guess it's just Florida that I'm like, it's solidly ahead of them. But I think they're solidly going to be behind Boston as well, and probably even Toronto. I think they're looking at a fourth place finish. And weirdly, that's at like at their talent level now, aside from Kucherov and Point everyone's a little bit worse than they used to be. I think Tampa, as we saw earlier this year, is pretty beatable. It wasn't just having Jonas Johansson because Vasilevsky's back. He's not having a great year, but he's not having a terrible, like he's ruining everything because he's not ready to play kind of year either. Sure. He's been fine, which is less than what you want out of Vasilevsky. But here's the thing though, Brandon, you have Kucherov, who's almost an MVP level guy. You have Point, who's still very good. Stamkos, Hedman, those guys are not as good as they once were. And you know what they don't have? Depth. They mm -hmm. are uh, quite a few guys right now. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of dudes like they used to have. Do we want to name some guys? Yeah, I could go through their roster now. Uh, I would also note that Brandon Hagel is there, but he uh, doesn't seem like he's uh, going to be Hall of Fame Hagel type of guy like we – we might have been scared of when Hall of Fame Haggle. Oh man. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm looking at Tampa now. Uh, I would say like they so they won the cup in twenty 
and 21, and they lost in 22. The depth they had in those teams was unbelievable. They fourth lines with Patrick Maroon, uh, who was better at that point, Barclay Goodrow, Blake Coleman, all these guys. Now I'm looking at it. Hagel is fifth in points for them. Sixth is Nick Paul with 23 points. Then you have Mikhail Sergachev. Solid, not great. Sorelli, He's been hurt for a while, too. That's Sorelli. true, yeah. He's only played 33 games. Sorelli, very solid player defensively. Also only has 17 points this year. After that, you're looking at defensemen like Radish, Perbex. Uh, I, I, I never see this name right. Essamont. Uh, their big acquisition last year, Tanner Janot, has 12 points this year. Barry Boulay, who only played 31 games this year, nine points. Glenn Denning, Connor Sheary, DeHaan. Chernak has not been a very productive guy this year. Uh, Tyler Mott, Hayden Fleury, Austin Watson. There's there's a lot of – you look at a lineup, like a, when they, they tweet their lines before a game and their defensive pairings, it's like, wow, 12 of those guys really are not special. No. <laughs> In addition to their Hall of Fame uh, captain, their Hall of Fame defenseman, Norris winner, and their Hall of Fame goaltender all being a little worse than they used to be, that kind of adds up to them just being a borderline playoff team. And what I'm really getting at here is the Sabres shouldn't be scared of them. They're not what Tampa used to be, and there's no reason you can't win that game. I know, so you just went through the standings. They're seven points ahead of the Sabres, which is a lot at this point of the year. Uh, but I don't look at their lineups and go like, oh, my God, we're so overmatched. They're really no. not anymore. But I, I should say, a lot of times, you're only as good as your best player. That's not true often in hockey, but – there are games when that's true, when it's like, oh, well, that guy won in the game. They have someone that's significantly more capable of doing that in Kucherov. Yeah, I was about to say, they have a lot of guys underperforming this year, or just not really good guys, but man, oh, man, Kucherov has been having a heater of a year. 72 points in 43 games. 20 yes, goals, yeah. 44 assists in 43 games. If I'm not mistaken, he's on pace for both 50 goals and 80 assists, which pretty absurd that's oh yeah level. i mean he's driving offense for them at levels that he was in his uh what was that the 21 22 2018 or 18 19 yeah he won the uh heart trophy he had at that point was the highest scoring post lockout season it was passed by mcdavid obviously surpassed last year but i think it's still second most which is really impressive says a lot about him yeah really you know i he I wouldn't say he blends in or he's underrated or whatever, but a little bit under discussed. He's going to, considering he missed a whole year because of injuries and has been injured other times, he's going to have like uh, easily have a thousand points by his early 30s. And he, I saw this on a graphic today, weird graphic. He's the alt, NHL's all time leading scorer in June. Really? Yeah. I thought about it. Basically, only the Stanley Cups played in June. Makes wow. sense. A little bit of sense. That would make I don't sense. Know when the- but I don't know what the bubble season, though. I don't mm. know. You know what it probably is? The season after the bubble season, the conference finals and Stanley Cup would have been in June. Or multiple mm. playoff rounds. I don't remember exactly how that one worked out. It ended in July. Makes a little sense. He played a, a lot. He probably played the most June games, or he's up there. Sure. It's interesting. Uh, Mr. June, that's what everybody's calling him. What's that? I said Mr. June, as everybody famously calls him. Yeah, and that's a nice name. In, in hockey, unlike <laughs> baseball. Um, you can probably guess the guy that the leading score for every other month, except July and August. Uh, famous fella. Mm. He's uh, he's on the TV now these days. 
Yeah. Uh, lead singer of Fountains of Wayne, right? That's right. Yep. Yep. Great band. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Kucherov tied for the league leading points with Nathan McKinnon, who obviously has just been having an, an unbelievable year and is, I would say, probably pretty easily the front runner for the Hart Trophy right now. Would you agree? I would say so. Yeah. Just because with the way guys vote, they're going to be looking at like Kucherov maybe in an eight seed, maybe out of the playoffs, whereas McKinnon, uh, his effort might win them the division. Mm-hmm. Plus, he hasn't won yet. They look at that that way. If two guys are pretty close to equal, you know, like, hey, this guy has Let's won this one. give it to him. Yeah, exactly. People are, there's going to be the conversation. You know that conversation. Can you believe Nathan McKinnon's never won a Hart Trophy? It is pretty crazy. That's Do you hear what my sponsors, Taylor? Absolutely. It's, uh, you're not going to believe this. The campaign for Nathan McKinnon to win his first Hart Trophy. Folks, did you know Nathan McKinnon has never won a Hart Trophy? Wow. You believe that? Wow. Anyway, on to our second sponsor, DraftKings. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. So, for example, Sabres game moved to Thursday night. You might be listening to this on Thursday. Sabres are big favorites against the Blackhawks. Uh, we wondered if they would be bigger or smaller favorites uh, than the San Jose game. Which one would it be? And folks, I got to be honest with you. I don't remember what it was last week, but I think I think this is the highest line of the year if you're just looking about the Sabres and the money line. Or lowest. I don't know which way you would say that. But it's the biggest number the Sabres has a minus in front of them that the Sabres will have all year. I have to imagine, unless there is some kind of uh, unfortunate kidnapping situation, going on with one of the teams for the rest of the season. Oh. It's uh, minus 285. I think that is lower than the Sharks. So, you know, consider that. Take that for what you will. I can't tell you what to do. But if you know what you want to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 and over by age will vary by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024, all rights reserved. Back to the show. Beautifully done. So I want to go back to tomorrow, actually, Taylor. Do we think that, well, today, as everybody is listening to this, do we think, actually, though, instead of rolling out UPL, is what's more likely that they're going to give this to Levi as an easier start, and then you just give UPL an extra couple days of rest to get ready for Tampa on Saturday? You know, that's actually a good point now that I hear you say that. Uh, I will not be mad then, no matter who's starting. Yeah. Uh, UPL is a sign that it's his crease or Levi because it's an easier one. I think now that you say that, though, Levi might be the move. Have UPL rest it up and give Levi this opportunity where I know the Sabres defense hasn't been great this year, but you really should be holding this team to very few quality shots. Uh, there, It is really just a bunch of guys. I mean – it's all the Lightning's fourth line. The Lightning's fourth line is all over this Blackhawks roster. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this will be a great one for for Levi, especially. You know, you look at the past five starts for him, or but yeah, I guess past four because the the fifth last one was the Toronto game, the ninety three win over Toronto. But his last five starts, I mean, we have that nice one against Montreal, but there are at least four goals allowed in those other starts. As we've talked about it, there's been some struggles for Levi after his good stretch that he had in mid December after he was called back up. And so, yeah, I think, you know, last time out, obviously there was that tough five to two loss against Seattle. I think, you know, I mean, January 9th, tomorrow is going to be the 18th there. So you're going to have more than a week of rest for him. I think this would be a good one to put him back in the crease, get a win, hopefully get his confidence up. And then, yeah, you just have UPL ready to go. No excuses for Saturday in a game that, you know, these divisional games now, it is the point. It's it's not in, an understatement to say that you absolutely have to win. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you went over the points earlier. Oh, statement, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, um, where you went over the points earlier, where where the Sabers rank among all the teams that are fighting for wild card spots. The answer is well behind. Yeah, they're well behind them, which means that they're not in it. They're not in it at all, really, in the wild card race right now. If this was an NFL graphic, I think you'd be generous to be putting them in the hunt. What that means is that you need a streak. Like we mentioned this a million times. This is their easy part of the schedule. Tampa Bay is not easy necessarily, but you can't just be bad teams for the rest of the year. You're going to have to win 60% of your games. Otherwise, I don't know how anyone will have any faith in these guys at the end of the year. I mean, there's guys going to be fighting for their jobs, guys going to be, you know, Adams, uh, potentially. I don't know. I have no idea or no inside knowledge of what what the coolest thing about Adams. I assume he'll be fine, but Granado coaching for his job, a lot of these guys will be assistant coaches. So you really, even if you're not going to make the playoffs, you – you need to have a huge second half. And I mean, it has to start right now. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that's going to happen, but God, I don't know, at least beat the friggin' Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, they have to. And as we've said, it's worth, <laughs> after every win, I feel like it is worth reminding folks, at least for me, I will not take this team seriously until they win five in a row. That's that's your, ba- your benchmark right there. Like, obviously, it'll be good to be picking up a couple wins here and there, but five in a row for me is where they have to be at. And if you look at this upcoming schedule here, they have a very good opportunity to do so. You have, again, Chicago Thursday, the big matchup against Tampa on Saturday. And then next week, you have a back-to-back against the Ducks, who obviously have been having their fair share of struggles this year and are a young team really trying to you know, find their footing. They're probably a year or two behind where the Sabres are at. And then you have the Kings on Wednesday next week. And the Kings obviously had a really good start to the year, but they have been stumbling lately. So there's five games right there. And you know what? You got two nights off before you play San Jose again. If we want to be serious about getting back in this thing and having real conversations about them being in the playoff hunt, you got to win, win out the rest of the month. And then you got to score 10 on San Jose. Everyone else is doing it. Don't you want to fit in? Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, because then it's like, you know, you are just going into the all-star break with a ton of momentum. If you're able to rip off six wins in a row, or let's just say they pick up points in six straight games, ton of momentum. You have a week off then for the all-star break. You can, you know, recalibrate, rest up, get ready for this home stretch of the year here and start February off by being like a serious team in this playoff conversation. 
Yes. Am I wrong I mean, here? I, I think they have to pick up points in every single one of these next six games. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do that, you're still not – you're in the conversation, but not solidly. Exactly, which is – You're still kind of in the fringes. Much better than where they are right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like we, we mentioned Edmonton, how Edmonton I think now is 19-3 and three, uh, in their last 22 games after their bad start. Now they're back in it. That's what it took to get them back in it. Now they're, I think they're just ahead, a hair ahead of LA points percentage wise. And that took LA having a huge losing streak. So yeah, I I think, yeah, you need points in all those games and preferably two out of most of them. Uh, no. So, well, yeah, they're only in, they're only tied for the, the top wild card spot right now. Similar situation to the Eastern conference. You have Edmonton and Nashville at 49 points apiece in those two wild card spots. But it's also quick side note, Nashville, what a year they're having. Like, Weird year. Shockingly so. Because if you would have said they're in a wild card spot at this point, I would have said, wow, UC Saros, probably a Vesna candidate. Nope. Not the case. Yeah. Very interesting. I think the Vesna might be wrapped up. But I could be wrong. Actually, I should say. I mean, it's yeah. It's going to be one of two guys. <laughs> I think that if he if, – if Winnipeg ends up winning – the if they actually yeah if they end up winning the central i think it's i think Halley buck it's a guarantee yeah that's what i was gonna say but if yeah. they don't it could be thatcher demko it could be i i think those two are easily locking themselves in as uh two of the three finalists right now at this at this point yeah for sure well taylor do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share before we sign off uh go bonnie's Go Bonnies. Yeah, rocking that beautiful sweater there. Well, I'll add just as a little bit of a teaser here. Very exciting stuff coming down uh, the pike for this podcast. Straight up Sabres. We're going to be having some very fun guests on in the coming weeks. We already have uh, about four guests book, uh, booked for like the next like month and a half or so, uh, including our old pal, Doug Bodger. More info coming on that. But Former Sabres defenseman, Doug Bodger, one of the, I believe he's the highest or second highest scoring Sabres defenseman of the 90s. He will be joining us again for the first time in, I believe, two years since we've had him on. So we're really excited to have him back. We're going to be having some of our pals from the Charging Buffalo on. We're going to be having some of our other media, uh, Buffalo Sports Media pals coming on. So we don't want to give away too much, but make sure everybody stay in tune because we're going to have some really, really great episodes coming up now down this home stretch of the season. So stay tuned, everybody. Taylor, do you have anything you'd like to recommend at all to the folks at home? Uh, so I, I'm about to probably tonight watch the first episode of season four of True Detective. I want to recommend what's been on my wine for a while, season one of True Detective. Oh. What a season that was. McConaughey, uh, Woody Harrelson, Alexandra Daddario. Mm -hmm. What a cast. What a cast. What, what a, a cast. I would agree. I would honestly say you are obviously the TV movie guy on this podcast. Let's be clear here. So, you know, my opinion is whatever. But I would have to think True Detective, in my opinion at least, is like it could be in the conversation for a top five to ten like TV drama ever with how good that first season, the first season specifically. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's a probably, I mean, I have to think about it, probably the best mini series of all time, but it's also an anthology. It makes it kind of weird. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I like, we'll see how season four is. Cause then it's like, it's been getting good reviews, right? That's yeah. People are saying, yeah, they like this, uh, the, not pilot, but the first episode of season four. Uh, but 
season two kind of does weigh it down a little bit. Big time. Much like Friday Night Lights. Mm, well said. All right. I'm going to go with you. I, I am shocked. I feel like we must have uh, recommended True Detective at some point here for, for one of our uh, our episode wrecks. Well, let me tell you something, bud. The last season, the True Detective ended before the straight up Sabres, not straight up Sabres, before Blue and Gold McDowellini, even before we joined the Hockey Podcast Network. It was back in the Rick's Review days. It was wow. winter. So it was this time. It debuted around this time in 2019. So it's been five years. Damn. And All right. Wow. All right. Good to know. I can't believe it's been that long. But also, it definitely makes sense. It feels like we're pretty removed from that. I wa- I've been telling myself a lot actually lately probably because i've been seeing so many of the like promo materials for the new season that i'm long overdue for a good rewatch of season one of true detective yeah and you know folks out there season three also worth it Stephen door from Hershel lee also great mm. all right well there we go everybody thank you so much for tuning into this episode of straight up sabers presented by the hockey podcast network and the charging buffalo make sure you're checking out both the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows and make sure you're following both the charging buffalo and the hockey podcast network on social media facebook twitter and instagram where you can also find us and before you close out of this app, whatever it is that you are using to listen to this episode of Straight Up Sabres, make sure you're either following or subscribe to us, and we'd very much appreciate it if you'd leave us a nice rating or review. And last but not least, we have our wonderful sponsors, folks. That would be, first and foremost, of course, the Nathan McKinnon Heart Trophy campaign. Secondly, we have our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Monday, everybody. We hope everybody is staying safe with all the snow out there. Be well. This has been Straight Up Sabres. Sabres.